Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Impact Outdoors Podcast. This is your host, Derek York, and we want to thank you for continuing to listen and, and support this podcast, and, and we're looking forward to continuing bringing you some great new episodes coming up. This week is no exception. We've got my good friend, Mr. Richard Parks um, of Blue Wave Boats up in Oklahoma on the show, and recently we got to sit down with Richard up at the plant in Seminole, Oklahoma, and, and talk to him about how the how the boat business is is doing these days and and seeing what all they've got going on they've got a lot of exciting things going on and and also talk to richard about something he, him and his brother helped start up there um, helping some some youth in the local community around seminole and really making an impact up there on the, on their lives and uh, it's a great conversation richard's a good friend really appreciate him being on the show and and hope you learned something new on this one and Enjoy it. So here we go. All right. Well, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Um, sitting here with my good buddy, Mr. Richard Parks from Blue Wave Boats, and we're in Seminole, Oklahoma. It's been a long day. Been traveling all the way up here today to come talk to you. And uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, and uh, glad to have you here at the boat shop. Yeah. So um, I came back in the summer, uh, I guess it was like in August or something like that, came up and visited with you and and um, got to see this amazing facility. Um, hadn't been here before. I finally got to join the Blue Wave family this past year, and um, always wanted to have a Blue Wave boat since I was a kid, honestly, and um, it worked out 
you know, awesome. Love the boat. Um, you know, with my charter and stuff, it's the first thing people say when they pull up in the parking lot. I was like, dang, look at that thing. Cause <laughs> it, I mean, they're beautiful. I mean, they're works of art. There's a lot of boats on the market, you know, these days, but blue waves stick out, you know, and that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so I wanted to, you know, kind of talk to you about how you guys got started with the company and kind of where, where, where it was and, and where it's at now and kind of what you guys got going on here um, for this year in 2020. I know, are you going down to Miami this week or? Uh, so my little brother Stephen will be at Miami. Okay, well, I was wondering if you. He's representing us. So I, yeah. I got to stay back and work. Oh, well, see, it was perfect timing because I figured it was like, <laughs> yeah, he's probably flying out in the morning. So, so I know everybody in Houston was flying out today mm-hmm. yeah. for that. So one day I'll, I'll go over that show. I've been a, wanting to go that it's one. It's a great so. show. You would really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, maybe next year. So. My wife will kill me if I keep going to all these different places because we're currently en route to NWTF convention in Nashville this week. So um, it's going to be a busy week, a lot of time on the road, and uh, looking forward to that one because I get to take my dad with me. So no, very cool. Yeah, And your wife fun. might not like Miami because it's always on Valentine's weekend. So Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. So. Well, anyway, well, yeah, um, tell us a little bit about Blue Wave. So, first off, uh, I'd like to say thanks for choosing our boat. Thanks oh, yeah. for uh, Absolutely. being on the team and all that you do uh, for us along the way and for the people that you take fishing. I know you, yeah. you give back a lot and take young kids fishing, and that's exciting for us to be partnered with and really enjoy getting to see that through social media and talk Good. to you. yeah, we uh, love doing it. And so. develop the friendship. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's a great industry to be in the boat business, uh, a third generation boat builder. My mm-hmm. dad uh, started Blue Wave in 1992 and prior to that my grandfather built boats in the 70s in Arkansas and uh, since 1992 I was 13 years old and my brother and I have grown up in the business. This is the only job we've ever had. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's great, sometimes uh, we wish we had a little bit more of a worldly kind of view uh, outside the doors of the boat shop. but. Um, it's an exciting business to be in. Uh, we're very passionate about it. Uh, we live, eat, and breathe. Uh, you know, besides our our passion for going to church and our family, you know, the the uh, the the boat shop and and building a product that we can be proud of is is at the top of the list for us. And we want to be the best at it. Yeah. Whether it's a blue wave boat to have for a family to go fishing with or a silver wave pontoon that we build as well for a family to go have fun on the water. Um, we actually. Uh, have two unique different product offerings that come mm-hmm. out of the same factory and as you well know on your tour it's it's uh two totally different boats uh yeah you know, not only um one is fiberglass and one is aluminum but um one's a floating couch on the water mm-hmm. a living room on the water for your family and uh, one's a fishing boat yeah so yeah my boat's pretty comfortable too so <laughs> it's not a pontoon boat but uh, it's not a pontoon uh, no. but yeah well that's cool and and i will say the one thing I noticed when I was here doing the tour with you and, and Mike um, was how many how many people do y'all have working in the plant? We have about currently? 180 people right 180 now working people. in the plant. Everybody was working, working hard. Mm-hmm. You were right in the middle of no. it, <laughs> which I'm not surprised at all, but that was really cool to see. But everybody seemed like they was having fun at work, and you don't see that very many places. Yep. I mean, it, you know, that's stuck out you know, a lot. So, and that was one of the things I was asking is like, how many hands 
did my boat go through as it was going through the plant and mm-hmm. uh, that's a lot of people it is and we, and we talk about this almost on a daily basis that when when the guys on the floor and the teams are building the boats to pretend like that's your boat for your family right. and we have a coin phrase called right from me and we want that boat to be right from you before it leaves your department as if it was your boat for your family and and people take a lot of pride in that and that's yeah. that's what it's all about and you know we want to have uh, instilled ownership in every one of our employees to build a quality product mm-hmm. and, and have a lot of fun along the way doing that yeah. and, and when you blend that together you can be very successful at it and uh, yeah. we don't we don't do everything perfect but we do a lot of things right and uh, you know safety and quality and then you know Having a little fun along the way is uh, mm-hmm. something we like to do for sure. Yep, yep. That's uh, something I think we're both pretty blessed in <laughs> with our jobs and everything. So being able to do what we love and, and uh, work with our friends along the way. So um, when did y'all move here to the to the new facility? Was it? So, you know, we make, you know, really good decisions all the time. And we moved here in 2007 right before the recession. So yeah. we really built this brand new 150,000 <laughs> square foot plant and really needed to grow in 2007. And uh, we're on a really high growth path within the company at that yeah. time. And then, of course, you know, yep. a few, uh, not so many months later, you know, the industry took a downturn. So yeah, uh, that happened to a lot of people. But um, but now we're very blessed to have this facility because yeah, we need yeah, every. It's, it's huge. How many square feet is it? Uh, so the main plant floor is 150,000 square feet, and then yeah. about 165,000 square feet in total. Yeah, it's a very well laid out, well thought out um, production floor. I was it was pretty cool seeing how you know everything without being here. Mm-hmm. You know how everything everything's got its place, and it's just one giant assembly line and and uh, all the detail y'all put in you know, i still find stuff on the boat i'm looking like oh look at this detail that they did awesome. you know um and stuff and i'll point stuff out to my customers say yeah look at this i mean look at the <laughs> the non-skid on the floor i mean most people just don't look at that but that was one things on you know first seeing like little details like that are so neat so that's cool um so you know the boat business seems like it changes daily you know yearly i mean all the different boats come out you know when y'all went from the original hold like the the classics Mm -hmm. and then to the the liner boats now like how big of a change was that you know for y'all i mean i imagine that had to been a huge undertaking and was that right about the time that you kind of took over the design stuff so that was a that was a very instrumental change in our growth as a company and it was. Uh, my dad did a fantastic job of designing um, the classic series and mm-hmm. the super tunnel series along the way, uh, which were a, a rolled edge, uh, wooden stringer, wooden floor, wooden transom boat. Uh, lasted mm-hmm. tremendous, tremendously long time uh, as, yeah. as a viable product offering. And then 2005, we just started you know, clean slating a project of the 22 Pure Bay was the first mm-hmm. liner boat that we created and uh, followed it up by the 24 and that's what really drove the growth in the company to reach the next level yeah. and, and it was a super fun project and i you know when uh when my dad was teaching me all the all the pieces of the puzzle to put together um i don't think he actually really fully appreciated the extensive amount of uh tooling and molds it took to go from a rolled mm-hmm. edge boat which you had a painted interior 
to a fiberglass liner boat, which has anywhere from 30 to 50 sets of molds to build the particular yeah. boat. And uh, once we kind of got into it and, and started creating all the pieces for it, it was a very complex product. Yeah. And it and it has really transformed our product line into uh, into the products we build today. And and uh, it was a it was a very very fun transition in the company for sure. Yeah. And bigger and better seems to be the <laughs> ticket these days. Y'all just I know when I was here in August, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but y'all were. Um, Finishing up, I guess, the first uh, 2600 Pure Bay. That's right. You got to see that the very cool. first one. I that think. was really neat. I think I told you you couldn't even take pictures yeah, of that. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> take any pictures of that one. Uh, so. That was right before our dealer meeting, and we were getting product <laughs> ready for the dealer meeting to launch mm-hmm. a 2020 product at that time. And, and uh, we had introduced the 2800 Pure Hybrid and the 2800 Makaira uh, the year prior to, and it was the largest bay boat on the market. And we had a 24 Pure Bay that's been on the market for a few years. And then the 28s, we had a gap yeah. in between there. And we were missing a customer uh, mm-hmm. that couldn't make the move from a 24 to a 28. So it was fun to backfill the 26 Pure Bay. And yeah. it's been a phenomenal boat for us. And, uh, it's uh, sharp. I can't wait to go ride on one because I'm going to have to get with our buddy Josh down in Galveston and uh, go run one of those. I bet he can hook you so. up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and see if it'll fit in my backyard. <laughs> so, but... uh. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a slick boat, and uh, definitely I think that, you know, the 20, 22-foot boat is, is great, you know, for for the average family, but um, if you're serious about fishing, like, I've got the 2400, mm-hmm. I mean, just the room, the handling of the boat, I mean, I can take it offshore sure. on a good day, everything, I mean, you know, and um, it's, you know, it's great for everything, so... Um, seeing that 2600, that's just going to even <laughs> extend, extend your range and, and, uh, the amount mm-hmm. of room you got to fish is the one, the one cool thing about that boat is the, um, the splash well being absent from the back and being mm-hmm. able to stand two, three people on the back of that boat. You don't really think about that until it's flush all the way across. And that just provides a ton of room, mm-hmm. especially when fighting a fish. Cause this is one of the things on, on a lot of boats is if you're fighting a big fish on the back, and you got to step up on on the back deck, you know. You got that giant hole there in front of the motor. Sure. And um, I know some people that have fell off the boats back there, <laughs> trying to get the rod around the, right. the prop and stuff. And uh, and that's um, paid off big dividends for some of my clients already. So um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, so uh, so when we'd originally designed the Pure Bay series, it didn't have the full transom that we have now, and um, we quickly realized the the benefits of mm-hmm. of doing that because a lot of our boats traditionally get jack plates anyway yeah because customers they're so versatile and customers want to be able to go in shallower water mm-hmm. and they want to be able to jack the plate up so most of the boats were getting jack plates anyway and we just we just said that was a design characteristic that we wanted yeah. and it kind of set us apart from our competition and like you said it comes in handy a lot of times mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah being able to stand right there is uh, pretty nice so yeah. Yeah. um yeah, well, that's cool. And then um, you said Stevens down in Miami this week for the big Miami boat show. Um, what all have y'all got on display down there this I year? I believe Pretty much everything we have or? the 2800 Makaira with a 350 Suzuki in the water on display ready for demo rides yeah. at Miami this week. Yeah. So how's how did that boat come out? Because that kind of kind of blew up on the market when it came out. Was that... Um, year before last when the, when the mm-hmm. first 28 come out 
So it's going on its second year now as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, so great opportunity to listen to your customer base and do a little research on what the market trends are, bigger boats, higher horsepower motors. Mm -hmm. And we also uh, had a new addition to the team of Alex Leva. He's our new uh, East Coast sales manager, and he really brings a unique big boat perspective to the mix and has a tremendous voice for the for the East Coast Florida dealers. Mm -hmm. And they really said that there's a whole uh, market that we're missing because we didn't have this offering. So yeah. working with uh, the team, the dealer base, and Alex helped us realize there was a 28-foot offering. This is one of the reasons why we jumped out there and skipped kind of the 26-foot boat to reach that 28-foot customer yeah. for primarily for the East Coast market, mm -hmm. and uh, it's been it's been a home run. It's been a great yeah, great move for us. They're nice if you haven't seen one. They're they're uh, worth going and checking out. So, um, so one of the questions I was going to ask you was, uh, how often do you get to go out on the water? I mean, you're here most of the time. I mean, do you get to fish much? So I fish every chance I get. I get yeah. to go. I'm blessed to get to go to saltwater a couple times a year. Um, really freshwater fish more so than I do anything else, mm -hmm. uh, just by nature of being from Oklahoma. Yep. Um, I, I've actually fished a lot of tournaments with my son. He's yep. in the Junior Bassmaster Fishing League. And awesome. We fished a lot of tournaments together, and uh, I just, you know, really, really do enjoy fishing as, yeah. as one of my hobbies. And it yeah. and, uh, helps me keep my sanity. You know, I get that crazy look in my eye every once in a while. My wife says, you need to go fishing. I said, you're right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, so. I think I fished probably a little too much <laughs> when I met my wife. So, um, of course, with, we've got two little ones now, so it doesn't, you know, chartering is a job, but it's still fishing and being on the water, and I love that. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I did get to go out last weekend, so it was nice for a couple hours. Awesome. And uh, just, you know, take the boat out for with a couple buddies and stuff. And, of course, the one day we were off fishing was kind of yeah <laughs> wasn't the greatest weather no it was, it was, it was low water cold and uh, we did i did catch one nice trout over 20 inches but uh um it's still good to be out you mm -hmm. know so, so you know that that meme on your phone that comes up where it's got beautiful crystal clear water calm when you're it's working not galveston yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think I cut out for a second. But, you know, when you're working, you, you can see those calm, perfect days. And then yeah. on the weekends when you get to go fishing, it's rough and windy. That That's yep. me. Yep, that's, that's me, me too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, um, that's good. You know, you do that with your son and stuff. And um, so, you know, we're going to kind of go into um, some stuff you all do to give back here with the company and personally and stuff. But, uh, um I know people that know knew your dad Roger and and, and your mom and uh, um, what kind of things did you know did they really instill in in you and your brother as far as like you know when you guys took over the company you know as far as running and designing it and everything now and um, where you guys are at today. Well, that's great. I I think I had some of the best teachers there ever there ever has been for the for who I am and what I do and and what I'm able to to be blessed to have and uh you know they they certainly taught us to don't be scared to roll your sleeves up hard work get after it yeah. be aggressive um about what you want and um be humble and be very trustworthy instill mm -hmm. that relationship um, with your employees with your vendors with your your customers as well that's uh that's why i enjoy the 
the random text message from you yeah. saying, hey, I'm coming to Oklahoma. Let's get yeah. together. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's great. I know. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And, uh, you know, it's a fun industry to be in. And the, the teachings that they brought us up along the way to learn each and every aspect of a piece of the business to uh, take it to the next level and continue that that family legacy of boat building is is very impactful and powerful. We've been very blessed, and mm-hmm. uh, they taught us lessons our entire life. And you know, even to the to the very end, when uh, my dad passed away, he taught us that you know maybe we worked a little bit too hard, maybe we didn't focus on giving back enough, and that's where yeah. we have spurred a lot of our, uh, our a lot of our efforts with with yeah. trying to give back more. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's awesome, and. Um, yeah, I know when, when we first kind of talked with each other, I mean, that was kind of mutual things me and you had in common, sure. you know, just um, wanting to give back and, and, and do stuff with youth and, and um, you know, trying to leave a, a legacy, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. um, positive um, for people. And, um, you know, it's something a lot of people don't think about, I guess. But um, it does mean a lot, you know, and, and work with a lot of kids back home with through the brigades and other stuff. And, and um, you know, we have five days with those kids at, at, at our camp that we run. But we've been doing that for over 10 years. And still today, you know, we hear from kids from that first year, you know, we were there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you know that it works, that you're having an impact on them and, and, and uh, leaving some kind of legacy for them to follow. And, and um, that's pretty cool. And. So that kind of leads into um, the real impact organization that I wanted you to kind of talk about what you guys are doing with the boys. And I started seeing these pictures on Facebook last year, all these kids down. Was it in Venice? Y'all went down or somewhere? Where in Louisiana? It's in South Louisiana. South Louisiana. Uh, do large Louisiana. That's okay. where we went the last two years. Yeah. Um, Catching lots of redfish. Oh, it's South Louisiana is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's such a such a fun fishery. Um, but, you know, it, it really started with the – a notion that that Stephen and I were very blessed in our lives, and we wanted to take an opportunity to give back to the community. And where can you really make an impact? Well, we've been we've been very fortunate to get to know customers and guides and people that have bought our boats over the years and that have camps in South Louisiana. And we have some of the best stories from getting a chance to go fishing with those guys and taking our kids fishing with those guys. Yeah, and and, and experiencing those those opportunities kind of made us stop and think that if we could put together an organization, a nonprofit organization, and it it happened to be, uh, the name uh, just happened to come up that we wanted to call it Real Impact. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we take uh, a group of kids from our county that are that are pre-selected by organizations through churches and schools and, Mm -hmm. and coaches and things of kids that maybe not have an opportunity like this in their lives. Maybe come from a single parent home, maybe, you know, need yeah. good, positive male role models in their lives. And we sit down and we get to know those kids and we teach them how to fill out the application for being part of the selection process. And there's a group of eight men from the from the area of Seminole that we team up with to form mm-hmm. the Real Impact Organization. That um, it's not about Stephen, it's not about me, it's about these group of men who are good, positive male role models giving back to the kids in the surrounding community area to try to make a difference yeah, and to impact these kids' lives. And uh, we, we do things throughout the year with them uh, locally, but the big trip is when we take them uh, to South Louisiana to yeah. go fishing. We load up in a big charter bus. We um, 
you know, there's a microphone on the charter bus. We teach them how to speak in front of people, mm-hmm. how to tell us uh, the funnest game they like to play is two truths and a lie about themselves, and you got to figure out what the lie is. They, <laughs> the kids love that. That gets them out of their shell really, really quickly. But, um, you know, how do they overcome some of their fears? What are some life lessons that they can take and gravitate from these male uh, eight male role models that are giving their time back mm-hmm. and then also be a resource for those kids if they you know, need somebody to talk to or need somebody to reach out to to be able to to work through issues or things on their own um, if they need a resource they have it yeah. so, so yeah. it's fun you know this is uh, two years now we've done this trip okay. and uh, the first uh, year kids still see us at the basketball games and, and fish fries and things mm-hmm. like that and it's it's really exciting to have made an impact in their lives and they yeah. have uh expressed more gratitude than than we uh than we ever anticipated coming into this i know <coughs> it's so cool you know yeah. and um um i love that y'all are doing that and you know when i was i don't know when I, growing up you know here i'm from oklahoma city area and and um didn't seem like there was anything like that you know growing up mm-hmm. you know that specific and um you know i didn't really have uh um uh, i guess my dad worked a lot so didn't have a lot of time to go fishing with him my grandmother usually was the one who took me and she'd basically take me whenever i wanted to go which was (laughs) it kind of got spoiled you know growing up but um you know i kind of learned a lot of that on my own and stuff and really probably could have benefited for something from something like that but um got to hang out with a lot of a lot of really cool people throughout my life and that that made an impact in in mm-hmm. growing up and um being where I'm at now and, and being able to do kind of what y'all are doing giving back to these kids and stuff man it it, uh, it makes your heart feel good it really does so, it really does and seeing that and um every once in a while you know we get a a letter or something to mail from one of the parents and stuff man that's just like icing on the cake no absolutely and and you know some of the greatest stories are uh we we select uh from 12 to 15 year old young men to take on this trip with us and to hear you know teachers stories about papers they've wrote about the trip that they went on with us or to get the random text message from kids that they passed their driving test and uh you know or the text message from uh each kid gets a fishing pole when we get back uh zebco and quantum help sponsor the the trip and gets the, each kid gets their own fishing pole and and some of the kids already know how to fish before we go on the trip some yep. of them have never fished before yep. and uh you know get random text messages from the kids that you know pictures of them catching fish and stuff and just being connected to them is is a yeah. lot of fun yeah that's it's awesome. uh it's 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 so, very very cool to be a part of that's cool so well um i hope that that just continues to grow and and uh, who knows maybe it'll expand and and uh, who knows where it'll go from here but uh keep up the good work on that and and uh, if you ever need my help with anything on that end you know just give me a call so be glad to help i really uh, appreciate that yeah. and uh, so. wouldn't hesitate to try to get you over there you, you're great with kids and uh, you already know how to fish so that would be fantastic <laughs> the last time i got to go to louisiana was kind of a disaster because we we um Oh gosh, this was right after Katrina, the following year, mm-hmm. and we decided we were going to go tuna fishing on the lump. Oh, um, and the only week we could go was uh, Mardi Gras. So Fat Tuesday <laughs> was going on, and we roll in. I think we we stayed at Cypress Cove Marina, although there wasn't 
much there at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think we had towels or toilet paper. Uh-oh. They said to bring everything. Well, we literally didn't know that meant everything. So <laughs> we, we, uh, I'll never forget. We went out fishing the first day and, uh, on the lump and it was like four to five foot tuna were nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. Nobody got anything but Bonita. And so I, I remember I, st- I just started fishing on the bottom, start catching the beeliners. So we caught our three-man limit of beeliners. So we had 60 beeliners, I think. Is that Holy the, Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a meat haul day. And um, so we go back, clean that, and then we're like, where are we going to – where are we going to – everything, all the restaurants – I mean, there's nothing. <laughs> At the time, everything was destroyed wow. down there. And uh, mm. so we end up, uh, I think, digging some uh, charcoal that wasn't completely used up out of the trash can. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and, got, and got a fire started in in the and cook. We had taken some blue and gold sausage with us, which is if you're from Oklahoma, you know blue and gold very well. Uh-huh. And um, and had the blue and gold hamburgers and uh, grilled the beeliner for two days while we were there. Wow! And yeah, so I'm ready to get back because that wasn't a good <laughs> trip. To, of course, that was a long time, right? Long time ago, but uh, mm. so well, what is um. What are some of the coolest things that you've gotten to do being in this industry? You know, I know you guys went to um, Suzuki, the Suzuki plant. Mm-hmm. Got to go to the new Suzuki plant in Japan. That looked like fun. That was an amazing trip. They uh, just built a brand new facility and and really um, improved their manufacturing ability to increase volume. And mm-hmm. we're wanting to show it off to a lot of their OEM customers. And uh, we were blessed to be able to go yeah. and uh if if uh, you ever get an opportunity to go to Japan and take a trip, it's it's a very unique culture. And as much as you like fish, you'll fit right in because, yeah. you know, every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner is fish. And <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing trip. The, the Suzuki team did a phenomenal job showcasing uh, what they're what they're doing, the new products they're coming out with, and uh, and, and, and why they – are one of the more viable engine offerings on the market today. Yeah, so. and it's a nice motor. Yeah. I mean, it's super quiet. You can have a conversation while running, full, you know, wide mm-hmm. open, basically. Um, and the four-stroke technology has yeah, made a world of difference. It's insane. The the, uh, the the decibels of of each motor that's on the market isn't you know whether it's a Suzuki or Yamaha or Mercury. They, it's the four-stroke technology has made a big uh, difference. They're all nice when you go to the gas pump. <laughs> so compared to the the two 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 cycle engines and uh, yeah, that's a big upgrade. You know, if you're still running oil oil mix engine or something like that, going to four-stroke. So um, they're cool. Suzuki, you know. You know, Yamaha's, you know, seemed like they were, you know, leading the game a lot down in Texas and stuff, but Suzuki's really come on strong the last few years down there. I mean, you see more and more of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're both dependable motors. So, but uh, that's that's awesome. Y'all got to go over there and, and see that. So, what else have you gotten to do? I mean, I know y'all get to go all over all these boat shows and stuff, but... So the boat shows are a lot of fun. You get to talk to customers. You get to meet uh, new dealers. You get to understand what their market area needs. You know, anywhere from the you know the North Carolina coast all the way down to the tip of you know South Texas in the mm-hmm. in the Rio Grande Valley. And each market area is very unique and very different. You know, the kind of the guys uh, Louisiana and East they think Texas guys are crazy because they get out of the boat and wade fish. Yeah. You know, you just don't see that or do that anywhere else. Uh, yeah. So it's very unique. Eating and by an alligator in Louisiana. Yeah. Or you sink easy. in the mud. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys in Florida, there's sharks. You know, yeah. They don't get out of the boat and fish. Yeah. Uh, so 
uh, getting an opportunity to go, you know, meet customers and dealers in the in the different uh, territories that we get to sell in uh, have have has been a, a tremendous, uh, tremendously fun uh, piece of the business that we get mm-hmm. to do. You know, the Miami Boat Show is is a great show. I, I tease people that it's a fairy tale market down in Miami, but you know, it's almost like if you don't have four engines on the back of your boat, you don't even turn people's heads down yeah. there. You know, it's yeah. a, it's an amazing place to go. And I've talked to so many customers there that literally just come with their friends, their buddies, and make an annual trip just to come to Miami to see the new cool stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's from Georgia or from Texas or from Louisiana or from the Carolina coast, just to come to Miami to see the new cool stuff and yeah. make and make a some somewhat of a. Uh, a, a retreat or a vacation just to come down there and see it. It's it's a very unique place to go. Yeah. Very very expensive, but very unique yeah. place to go. Yeah, I haven't been to Miami yet, so we've been uh, we go to ICAST every year now. We've mm-hmm. been going doing that for the last five or six years, and uh, that's a lot of fun. I love that show. I've never and been to ICAST. It's on yeah, my bucket list. Yeah, well, you, you definitely need to go once if you you know you can get in. I know it. It seems like what it was intended for is not what it is now. You know, it's more of a a meeting place. I mean, there's still a lot of business that takes on there, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But um, the show is huge, and it's, it's three days on the floor, and it takes all three days if you're going to look at everything. Cool. And um, But we've made – I mean, I've made so many good contacts over there, just going over there and meeting people, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, finding some new people to work with and, and vendors and stuff for stuff we're doing. And and um, it's cool. It's a lot of fun. Um I'm hoping next year you even go to some of the hunting stuff, maybe like the SHOT Show or ATA Show or something. Like I've never been to one of those, but cool. I, think, I think they'll be fun. One of them's in Vegas, so my wife will probably want to go. <laughs> so, but, uh, well, cool, man. Well, what, uh, y'all have anything, um, any big plans for this year? I mean, anything new or anything? Oh, you we're always even? working on new stuff. Yeah. We've, uh, kind of revamped the silver wave uh product line last year and uh created a new sw5 and sw7 um model within those uh within Mm -hmm. the pontoons and we're developing a new sw3 series which is going to be a more of a mid product offering um kind of entry level to mid price point offering boat Mm -hmm. uh targeting that under fifty thousand dollar customer we're in the middle of working on that project as well, hoping to launch it by the by this summer for 2021 models. And then uh, nice. one of the the things that the East Coast market is really excited about is we we're in development of a, a an upper driving station for a second station T top for the oh. 2600s and the 2800s. Yeah. And uh, in that Florida market, for mm-hmm. example, they they like the top drive second stations. Yeah, and uh, they have really crystal clear water, and they can see a long ways, and they. You know, the higher you get up in a boat, obviously, the further you can see. And uh, we're in development of that. And we've got a, a big-time tarpon tournament coming up at the end of April. We're going to debut that uh, new second station at. And nice. Have a new 28 Makaira on the water <coughs> to uh, hopefully pull some tarpon in over the side of the boat. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know if you need help on that trip. <laughs> So, I've yet to get a tarpon to the boat, so <laughs> yeah, that's on my bucket list as well. I haven't caught one yet either. So. I've I've hooked, I've hooked one um, out of, over in Tampa. We fished with my buddy Chris Camps over there every year before we go to ICAST, and uh, I've never seen so many tarpon in my life. The first year we went, I thought I was seeing things, but I mean, there literally looked like millions of tarpon, holy cow, rolling in the water. I mean, everywhere we went. But none of them were biting. Uh oh. You know, and we we worked at them all day, and finally they turned on, and we got we got two 
we had two fish um I think I fought mine for about 30 minutes. I got all the jumps out of it, and it finally popped the hook. Oh, no. My buddy, uh, my buddy Michael hooked the first one, and um, we were out on uh, Egmont Key, the island there at the pass, and, and I seen the fish come right up behind the boat, and we were just chumming live pilchards and was spinning rods, and I just seen the line just take off to the deep water. And that fish disappeared, and I was like, uh, are you going to set the hook? <laughs> <laughs> he came tight on that fish and it was big i mean it was probably 165 70 pound class tarpon and uh put on the show right there at the back of the boat and then um an hour and change and like almost three and a half miles later it come unglued but, oh no but um it was uh it was cool i mean that's the first tarpon i've ever seen hooked up right in front of me and wow and, uh, you know that's an experience in of in, in and of itself mm-hmm. so but uh yeah, it's cool going over to Florida. That's totally different fishing than Texas. Yes, it I is. I mean, the beaches are, I mean, people just park their boat on the beach and get out and mm-hmm. can't do that in Texas. It's too rough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And they have, they have such uh, good deep water close. Um, that's one of the reasons why the, the, the larger boats, the 28-foot mm-hmm. uh, pure hybrid and the Makaira have been so popular over there because you can go inshore in two foot of water and catch, you know, in, your inshore species of of snook and, and redfish and trout, then you can go offshore and go yeah. off 10 miles and, you know, go after the Pelagics and be in. in I don't know. Those guys like Nick Stanzik and those guys down in the Keys, man, going, oh, we've got a long run, 40 <laughs> miles to the swordfish grounds. And I'm like, well, here in Texas, you got to run at least 85, 90 miles before <laughs> you can get to any swordfish. So, yep. um, you know, that would be nice if it was a little bit closer, but nice thing about it being that far away off the texas coast is when you get out there it's usually not that it's not that crowded so um have you ever got to do any tuna fishing or anything like that or you, no i haven't i i have uh yeah, we gotta get you down yeah so do a lot of inshore fishing uh, yeah. uh some offshore fishing deep dropping on rigs and things but um tuna tarpon yeah tuna is tuna is a whole another animal man it's just that's they're pound for pound that's one of the hardest fighting fish i've ever ever uh, caught so yep. a lot of fun and they taste really good yep so i caught an amberjack one time that was in the 60 pound glass and it about whooped my tail and, oh yeah and uh yeah yep yeah i took i got the chance to we were decking on a boat out of freeport down south of galveston f- for a few years and um had the opportunity to take my my uh, dad's brothers my dad couldn't come but had several of his brothers and one of one of their cousins come down and and we went out and it was rougher than all get out way worse than forecasted of course and but we made it out there and uh amberjack were just going crazy mm-hmm. i mean they each caught three or four a piece i mean they kept their one but um after that first one man each one of them at like clockwork as soon as that <laughs> fish had hit the deck They'd go inside, you know, and the, in the sport break, fisher, yeah. and they were in there for like an hour <laughs> yeah. where they'd come back out because they couldn't lift their arms up. And uh, those amberjack are, uh, they're tough. Yeah, so. I've never had my tail whooped by a fish before, but when when you're, uh, we were in uh, South Florida and uh, fishing with Bo Johnson, one of our fishing mm-hmm. guides over there, and he was chumming up the amberjacks out of about 80 foot of water and literally watched the fish eat it. And you could not stop some of those amberjack before they yeah. would get you down to 80 foot of water, dump the line off your reel, and break you off. And I've never had my tail whooped by a fish before, but yeah. I was sure glad to finally get one of them up to the boat. <laughs> yeah, I had a day like that last year, and I didn't get any to the boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I've got you know, I've got good gear, 
yeah. those fish just oh man they were on steroids that day because we couldn't pull any of them out of, out of the rigs mm-hmm. you know sometimes you can get them off where they're not quite as close to the rigs and if you can get their head turned you know you can you can get them up you know not not won't take that long but man if they get anywhere down close to the rigs they're gone You're done yeah yep yeah i think we lost like a hundred dollars worth of jigs that day so <laughs> but uh anyway well cool man well uh um i think we're we're probably good we're about 40 minutes so holy cow um, back late. yeah i know so um but yeah thanks for everything you've done for me in the last year and and uh, everything y'all are doing with the company and, and with the with the boys here in, in Seminole and and um, you know look forward to a long relationship in the future with you guys and and hopefully we can get you guys down maybe go fishing one time hopefully I can come to the owners tournament one year when is it this have y'all got a date we'd scheduled we'd love to have you y'all doing um, it this summer next let's summer let's see not this year but next year we'll okay. have one. Yeah. So we'll be releasing the dates, and I uh, would love to have you. Yeah. Um, I hope I can be there. It's, it's been on the week of our kids' camp every year, so um, but I got a reason to go down there now. There so. you go. Fantastic. Yeah. We we so. typically always like to have it during the summertime when, mm-hmm. when families are, you know, typically taking vacation, kids are out of school, and it, it's a big, fun family event. So yeah. we'd love to, love to have you down there, and <clears throat> one of these days I'd love to go fishing with you. Yeah. It's going to be a fun time. We'll, we'll do it, so... Well, cool, Richard. Well, thanks for everything, and uh, glad to call you a friend, and uh, I'm glad y'all are doing so well with the business, and um, best-selling boats in Texas made in Oklahoma. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Well, thank you uh, very much for all you do, and, uh, you know, it's fun. Uh, We have have a uh, phenomenal start to a relationship, and I'm looking forward to continuing it. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, buddy. Good talking to you. Thank you. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Impact Outdoors podcast. Really hope you enjoyed this this conversation and and uh, continue to follow along with us as we re- release new new conversations with uh, people from all over the hunting and fishing industry. And and uh, looking forward to to next week's episode. Um, follow along with us on Instagram and on our website at impactoutdoorspodcast.com where you can also leave us a leave us a comment and, uh, and a suggestion for a future episode. So we'd love to hear who you'd like to hear on the show, and we'll do our best to, to get them on and, and uh, make that happen for you. Um, we'd also like to ask, since we're starting out, you know, um, to hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and uh, that'll help us get found easier by new, new listeners every week. And, and I really want to grow this audience and, see how big we can get this thing and and, uh, reach as many people as we can so once again thanks and we'll catch you on the next episode